0: This is Beat the Closing Line.
1: This is Beat the Closing Line, presented by Lines.com. No Nicole Russo today, so you're stuck with me, Eli Haroskovich. But we do have a special guest today, Eric Eager, who is the Vice President of Research and Development for Sumer Sports and subscribe to the Sumer Sports Show on Apple Podcasts. Eric, my guy, you have been running around, I'm sure, doing a lot of NFL Divisional round betting previews. So appreciate the time on a Friday afternoon.
0: Eli, it's a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I mean, look, we're not gonna, we're not gonna get Saturday football now for like months. (laughs) So uh, what better way, you know, to, you know, uh, you know, enjoy what we have left than to uh, talk about it uh, endlessly
1: all week, uh, which is fun for me. No doubt. And want to start off by saying apologies to your Detroit Lions for not making the playoffs. But I know you have some cool stuff going on with Sumer Sports. So before we get into the divisional round matchups, why don't you share what's going on with your new company since you started uh, probably about four or five months ago?
0: Yeah, I like got the little sweatshirt here. Um, yeah, I mean, we're doing cool things on the on both the B2C and B2B side. We're uh, at Sumer Sports on Twitter. If you want to look, we're, we're starting to rev up our game previews and our analysis tools for, uh, obviously, you know all the people who want to follow along. Um, we are really enjoying, um, you know, the, the work that we're doing for the teams as well, uh, which has been, you know, really fun, uh, roster optimization, that kind of thing, which has been uh, a real fun challenge, uh, that, you know, we did a lot, some of that stuff at PFF, but not quite as much. And, uh, so it's been cool to dive deeply into that. And, um, so yeah, I, I've, i really, I've really enjoyed it. And, uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, what, what's in store for the next few months as far as. Trying to understand the NFL better and uh, you know disseminating that to, to you know the great people out there.
1: No doubt, and we'll have some great previews on these four divisional round games with Eric in a moment. But before we get started, be sure to give the video a thumbs up, subscribe, and ring the bell to get notifications whenever a new episode from the Lions is released. And also head over to thelines.com to get the latest and best NFL odds for these games. So, Eric, starting off with the Kansas City Chiefs off the bye facing Jacksonville, or the playoff bye, that is. And Kansas City, pretty much a nine point favorite across the board, total around 52.5. Now, interesting trend, and I'm not a trends guy per se. I know you aren't either, but Kansas City and Patrick Holmes, 11 and 18 against the spread, is a favorite of a touchdown or more over the last three seasons. And obviously when you factor in inflated lines, that could certainly be taken into account here. So do you think this spread is inflated against the Jaguars after their miracle comeback last week against the chargers?
0: Yeah, it was weird because, you know, they opened this number, um, you know, in that eight and a half, nine range. Um, And, you know, relative to where it was early in the season, you saw, uh, you know, if, you saw this this thing close nine um, in week ten when you know Kansas City wasn't coming off of a buy. You know the charge. You know, the, sorry, the Jaguars had you know you know their their you know their underlying metrics are very similar. Uh, early in the season to late they were just winning the one score games late in the year and losing them early in the year so uh, it's kind of funny that that they open up at eight and a half they were not protecting themselves against the teaser right they were very much uh, opening themselves up to the long teaser through seven through uh, three and down to two and a half now you've seen some money come in on them Um, you know minus 10 for example at pinnacles plus 108 Uh, they're mostly minus nine in the rest of the marketplace Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very interesting one because as you said, since the middle of 2020, I I remember, you know, they, they covered a, what, 20, 21 point spread against the Jets at home in the middle of 2020. And since then they, they basically only covered one game the rest of the season in 2020. Uh, and they, they've been one of the worst teams against the spread in the AFC
1: this year. And on to the nightcap on Saturday, Eric, the Eagles are seven and a half point favorites at home against the Giants in New York coming off a, Win on the road in the wildcard round against the Vikings. Obviously, the fraudulent Minnesota Vikings, everyone including yourself, has been stating that ad nauseum, and it's of relevance for sure, as we saw last week. So from a spread perspective, maybe this line could be considered deflated from the standpoint that Philadelphia was a seven-point favorite on the road at the Giants in Week 14, and now above the key number at seven and a half or just above the key number at seven and a half and you take into account that the eagles have struggled against the run bottom 10 in most rushing metrics especially against offenses that have mobile quarterbacks and daniel jones and this giants offense is just that and obviously the familiarity between the two teams both playing in the nfc east so what do you make of this game side total or anything prop wise
0: yeah, that, that's one where you said it perfectly. That game in uh, in the Meadowlands was seven uh, on the road, with, and that was the last time both teams were at kind of full strength. Total was forty five. Now you're seeing the total at forty eight and a half, and that's where I'm looking at this game. I'm thinking is the market overcorrecting to the Giants doing really well uh, against the Vi- a Vikings team that is not particularly good that's playing indoors. Um, you know that that's where I look at this, and I think I don't know if the Giants' offense. Is going to do nearly as well in this game as the market suggests. So to me, that that's kind of where I'm looking. I'm looking under. I'm looking towards uh, the Philadelphia Eagles minus the points. Um, you know, if you there's not really a teasable line. Maybe maybe if that Buffalo game gets out to six and a half, you could tease that game down. Uh, and then also teased with the Philadelphia Eagles here um, because that Kansas City game is no longer teasable, really. Um, but yeah, I, I really do like the Eagles here. I think that they move on. I think they're very similar to 2017 where they got off to a great start and you know ultimately they had quarterback injury at the end of the season and they didn't look as good going into the playoffs, but all of the benefits bestowed upon a one seed for them are there, including the rest, including the home field advantage. So I, I think the, the Eagles roll here.
1: And on to Sunday, Eric, the Bills, speaking of spreads above a field goal, and obviously those have been the three games so far in Buffalo, five and a half point home favorite against the Bengals. This line opened around minus three and a half, so a lot of steam on Buffalo throughout the weekend. Like you said, maybe it does jump as high as minus six or minus six and a half come kick. The total is around 49, and everyone's talking about similar to some of the against the spread trends that we mentioned earlier, at least with Kansas City, Joe Burrow, 12 and three against the spread as a dog of a field goal or more. But then you factor in the offensive line injuries for Cincinnati. Now, Jonah Williams out for this game and already without Lil Collins and Alex Kappa. So what do you make of this AFC matchup where obviously it was canceled in week 17 because of the incident and obviously a very sad occurrence with Demar Hamlin suffering that cardiac arrest. Do you think Buffalo covers this number? Do you think Cincinnati can still keep it within a field goal or at least within five, four points as dogs on the road, even with those injuries up front?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, the five matters, not a ton in the NFL, but like, you know. I like this i I liked it at four and a half, but I think even getting five now, you know if you get in a game where you're down eleven, then that five matters a little bit because you you can miss an you know the two point conversion and still cover the number. That's where four has kind of been an interesting spot. Uh, in the past, um, you know, usually is somewhat of a key number, less so now where teams are going for two-point conversions or missing extra points more. But I, I like the Bengals outright in this game. Like, I think when you look at, you know, what the Bills want to do early in the season, they were not blitzing at all. They were just you know rushing for trusting their pass rush. Uh, and, and dealing with the issues that they have coverage wise with uh Micah Hyde being out and you Kehir know, Elam being younger and and, and Tradedious White being out for a lot of the year now they're they're blitzing i you know both linebackers Blitzed eight times last week. Uh Milano got home for four pressures. Edmonds got home for three. Teron Johnson had two pressures on two, you know, blitzes, and Tradavius White blitzed twice. So they're no longer uh dealing with like, you know, the the assumptions that they had going into the year about their defense. They have to, you know, bring extra players. And I think it's gonna come to the detriment of the defense. And and if they try to blitz Burrow and Burrow, you know, their offensive line and him can pick it up. Uh I think that their their defensive backs are no no match really for uh you know. Chase Burrow and Higgins as well as Hayden Hurst in the passing
1: game and over to the final game in the divisional round looking at Cowboys Niners San Francisco a four-point favorite pretty much at every legal sports book in the country FanDuel hanging a minus three and a half for San Francisco but it is juiced I believe minus 114 that direction so to me, this is my favorite bet of the Divisional Weekend, Eric, and I think it's a pretty good sell-high spot on Brock Purdy considering the Cowboys' defense is the best defense he'll have faced up to this point, and they could put pressure on him, and you factor in his some of his erratic decision-making that hasn't been taken advantage of against the opposition. I think Dallas can, but total looking around 46-and-a-half. Anything for the final game on Divisional Weekend for you?
0: Yeah, I, I think the number at three and a half was right. I, I do I do agree that, you know, when you look at who Purdy has faced, you, you you get a Seahawks team twice that isn't a great defense, but also maybe not isn't quite as good. Uh, you, know, you know, kind of faded down the stretch uh, after starting six and three. Um, so, you know, you also look at Tampa Bay, a team that they really crushed. Uh, that Tampa Bay team was found out to be a fraud, uh, you know, last week uh, against Dallas. So this is the best team that they're going to be facing Um, and so I, I, I do think that Dallas is live in this one. I don't know if I'm, I'm willing to back, you know, back Dak in two straight weeks (laughs) to be brilliant, even though I think he is the best quarterback in the NFC going right now. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at. I I think the number's right. I would probably lay off if anything, I like over in this game, good weather in in California, good, good, two good offenses, uh, and and defenses that can create turnovers, which in, in many cases can lead to points with short fields.
1: And lastly here, Eric, after the four games, looking at the Super Bowl futures market, Kansas City, the favorites still at around plus 300, Buffalo right behind them, plus 325. You mentioned you like the Bengals, which are priced around plus 900, so right in the middle of the pack. Would you consider there being any value with any of these teams remaining, or are you staying away from that market?
0: Yeah, I mean, for now, like rolling the money lines over is generally better, especially because there haven't been a ton of like switches in the game spreads. Last week, you actually had movements towards Buffalo uh, and and at, at one point Cincinnati that maybe made the money line rollover not quite as good. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, it, it, the team that I like, I like, I like Kansas City. I do think they have a better road of it. Uh, I do think Cincinnati... You know, you know knocking off Buffalo would make Kansas City's odds better in a weird way just because, uh, you know, they would be playing at home, even though they've lost three consecutive games to Cincinnati. Uh, so it's Chiefs for me, I think it's Eagles for me. Those are my, the two teams that I think have better uh, than their market odds uh, opportunities to win uh, the Super Bowl this year.
1: That is Eric Eager, the vice president of research and development for Sumer Sports. Subscribe to the Sumer Sports Show on Apple Podcast and remember to also check out the lines.com for the best NFL divisional round odds this weekend. Good luck with your bets and we'll see you next week.